0: Welcome to the Swim Run Watch podcast with your host, Andreas Ripperfjord.
1: How nice of you to tune in. Today I'm going to talk to reigning Ötelö world champion, Fanny Kun. We're going to talk about her experiences at the world championships. We're going to talk about her recent Catalina race in the US. We're also going to talk a bit about the Spanish scene and uh, about Fanny's initiative, Wild Swim Run. So enjoy our interview with Fanny Kun. Welcome to the show, Fanny Kuhn.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Uh, First of all, let's just get this name thing out of the way, because like uh, half a year ago or something, you were Fanny Dankwart Liljeström, but now you're Fanny Kuhn. Uh, I suppose you got married or something.
0: Yeah, I did actually. In um, in July last year, I got married to my husband, Jonathan Kuhn, and um, I was... Back and forth, if I should uh, change names or not. But then it was more a practicality to have a four-letter last name than rather than 22. So <laughs> I thought it was just better. So so I decided to change my name.
1: Congratulations yeah. on the on yeah. the life achievement there.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank wow, you very much. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a fun day and a fun party.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you're a swimmer by background. Yep. Uh, I've read up uh, some uh, about your swimming and uh, you've been in the Södertörn Sims
0: exactly which
1: is uh it's a uh Actually, I, I live uh, not far away from Tour Have you ever been there? Oh,
0: uh, have I ever been there? Yeah, I pretty much grew up there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was actually, I was swimming there just uh, an hour ago. Really? Okay. It, it probably still looks exactly the same as when you were there.
0: I think so, <laughs> most <laughs> likely. I've done many laps in that pool. But actually started in Hall uh, and it's an even smaller a swimming pool that that was my first swimming practice
1: so so the turn that's uh, also that the club is uh, pretty famous for Sara Sjöström I suppose yeah did you sw- swim anything with her
0: yeah I did and I, I remember when she started passing me on the practice it was it was not fun because <laughs> she's, she's a <laughs> bit younger than me and then oh. then she just uh, kept on swimming faster and faster and uh, it was yeah. it was fun to see her develop also
1: yeah, she's developed nicely to be, become the best swimmer in the world. <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely. But she's a great and fun person. and we I mean, back in the day, we, we, we were in the same, uh, in the Sturitarn Elite Group for about maybe a year before I, I went to swim in the US. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, you went so. that route. And yep. <laughs> uh, I, I think I only can see your uh, Swedish results in the Octagon or Octo database, but well, it's called Tempest nowadays, but it's uh, I, I could see a 400 medley short course, 449, a 100 breaststroke, a 110 short course, 112 long course. That, that's some of the results I, I, I could find on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that that sounds about right. I have, I mean, the, other, the times in the U.S. are in yards, so so that's that's a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how
1: to compare that.
0: Yeah, well, then you have like fifty nine in hundred breaststroke. It sounds pretty fast, but <laughs> it's, it's it's about the same as uh-huh. I did like, oh. one hundred eight or something like that.
1: You went to, to the U.S. Where, where was that in the U.S.?
0: Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So University of Louisville. I I swam and I went to school there.
1: And how, for how long did you maintain your competitive swimming?
0: Um, that was until my, my senior year in college, so that was 2012. I, I quit swimming. So, but yeah. uh,
1: did you keep, did you keep swimming after that?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I kept swimming just for um, just to work out and in, uh, I stayed another year in the in the US and went swimming now and then just uh, because I mean I, I've i always liked it a lot and it, it wasn't like when I quit that I never wanted to see a pool again I like I always loved being in the water and swimming so I, I kept on on doing it a bit and um, and then um, I mean then I just got a little bit tired of just um, not swimming for any purpose or practicing for any purpose so I started to um, well now we're getting in a little bit on how I got into swim run but I started to uh, get into triathlon and I when I moved back to Stockholm I joined a, uh, a triathlon group because I wanted to get into it and try it. It's uh, Stockholm
1: when, when, when was this? Uh,
0: this so I stayed in the U.S. another year so this was 2013 then I, I joined Stockholm City triathlon actually with, uh, with, uh, with my friend Joanna we joined it together and and we started practicing for triathlon a little bit. And I, I did the Stockholm Olympic uh, triathlon. I can I think, I guess that was 2013 or 2014. Was it 2014, maybe, I can't remember. And it, w- it was fun, but I was kind of slow in the transitions. And hiking <laughs> was not really that much my thing. So um, so then, I, I mean, through triathlon, we started to swim in... In spotted with, um, and there you, as you know, you always meet a a bunch of people, and um, and I came in touch in touch with some triathletes that had tried swim run, and then um, it was actually my uh, friend from there, Par Christopherson that um, he was signed up for the Attila Uta swim run two thousand two thousand fifteen, and he had no one to to race with, so he asked me finally. And, um I said yes but even though I was a little bit scared for it because I had never I'd never like raced that long of a race before but um I couldn't say no to the challenge so then um then uh, I, we did it and it was it was fun really hard uh but but then I I kind of was hooked on the sport after that so
1: yeah, that's about like four and a half hours of racing or something that's that yeah, you, you, no, you would never longer. have done anything it like was that longer than oh, it was five <laughs> hours maybe
0: <laughs> maybe more <laughs> <laughs> he had to push me in the back to make me go forward at the end and I raced for some reason I I raced in a long wetsuit like with oh. long legs because I got to borrow one and it was I just I don't get how I did it
1: <laughs> And the races you had done before was like uh in swimming, like a minute to like five minutes maximum, or something. Yeah, exactly.
0: Four hundred IM is, is five minutes. Yeah, about, about that.
1: So, uh, did you do any run training of that? Uh, I suppose because you were training for triathlon.
0: Yeah, so that was that was the training that I had done for for running, and I mean it, it was not. I mean in the in in college we did. When we, like in the beginning of the season, we did some running for fitness and stuff, but it never been like something that I trained seriously. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was a bit tough to start running, you know, when you have, I think many swimmers think it's challenging to start running because you've been like, you've had your body in the water and that's, that's a low impact sport, and when you start running, it a lot of things can happen yeah. to your bones and ligaments and so on. So it's is a it's a challenge as a, as a swimmer to go towards training running, and uh, yeah. This is
1: interesting for all the swimmers getting into swim run or triathlon. How do you go about uh, like when you're really fit as a swimmer and you want to start running? How do you go about it?
0: I think the key is to, I think. The key is to start slowly so you don't start like, oh, I'm gonna do this swim run race that's 40 kilometers. So you you should not start by going out and try to run 20 kilometers. Like the first thing you need to do is is to get your technique right. I think it's, I, I didn't do that from the beginning. And uh, I think I could have done it better to like talk to someone that runs or like get a coaching session for to get your technique right from the first place, because that you will you will avoid a lot of inri- injuries for that, and then also try and do some running specific exercises in the in the gym or like with on the dry land just to to fertilize the muscles that you might not have developed, and uh, and yeah get get started slowly and then you I think. A message to all the swimmers that say they hate running because many many swimmers just say they hate running it of course it's going to be harder because your heart rate is higher and it's just like harder to move like I mean in in the water you weigh even if you're like between I think 60 and 80 kilos you you weigh like four kilos in the water and as when you run you have to carry your whole weight so of course it's going to be harder but if you train it it will be easier and you'll start to enjoy it more and trail running that is swimming it's much more fun than just running on the on the road so that's just some some pointers I think you should keep in mind before you say that you hate running if you're a swimmer so at least give it a try
1: (laughs) so Ute was your first swim run race and after that what happened why why, why did you keep swim running?
0: (laughs) Well, I think it helped because we, we managed to win that race, uh, Paranai. So, so that was fun. So I, I guess it, uh, it, um, it made me want to go on because I thought maybe I could get better at this. And, um, it was just fun being outside and, uh, I, I, after starting to do triathlon also, I liked the, the open water swimming much more. It, it took a while to get used to that also, uh, but now that I'm used to it, I like it so much more than swimming in the pool. Mm. And so I, it was that part, like the nature part. And then everyone that I met in swimmer were so nice and it was like a huge community of really cool people. And um, just the ambience around the whole sport is very nice, and and also I like the that you always try to be with nature and not, mm. uh, you know how swimrun is when you you cannot throw trash and everyone helps you, help each other and 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 everything. So I just like the whole idea of it.
1: What's the cultural difference between competitive swimming and swim run?
0: <laughs> Well, I can see some similarities to swimming when you do the relays, you know, the 4x100 yeah. freestyle or 4x100 medley. I see a lot of similarities to when I compete with Desiree, for example, that uh, then you have the whole team spirit and because you you do something for your team, you can reach even higher. Mm. So that that's it, just in that sense. But other than that, swimming is a very individual sport and you... You train to make your best times as an individual person, so that makes it a little bit different. Yeah. But I don't, I don't. I mean, I did swimming when I was younger, so it's more like a what you did, with like run school and everything. So it it it, it was a, a a mix between everything then, in especially in college. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit different.
1: So you got in deeper into swim run, and I I can see from your you done Ötelö for the first time 2015, also with Per Kristoffersson, and then you did it 2016 uh, again with uh, Per Kristoffersson. Then the, the year after that you did it with one Sara Hanson, which I don't really recognize, but. Uh, you, you placed second there. And during these years, from when you started with swimrun, it got progressively more competitive. So uh, number two there, 2017, that's, uh, that's uh, still... Uh, you're, you're becoming really competitive then. But mm-hmm. th- that's kind of the point, uh, if I if look at your result 2017 2000, and into 2018, when you started uh, racing with uh, Desiree Andersson, that's when you got uh, really in the top tier of swim run and uh, started yeah, winning all the I guess. Uh, practically all the <laughs> races, but not not all, but almost all of them. Talk a little about uh, your teaming up with Desiree.
0: Oh yeah, I mean from the beginning, I was racing with Power, and we we're we we're both swimmers, and it worked really well to uh, to race together. I think it's really nice to have someone in the same level of the swimming because then you don't have to have to pull someone on the swimming but I mean I've, I've raced with a bunch of different people and 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 every, every with every person is a different and very fun experience usually and then um it takes it's, it's hard to find the right teammates also and I think with with Desiree I finally find a person that is that is very even and we have a lot of fun racing together also I mean with Para we also had a lot of fun but after a while I wanted to try the women's category also and then, um I raced with, yeah, my fr- uh, a friend from Spain, Sarah, but uh, we were a bit different in the swimming. So that's when I discovered that if I was pulling a lot on the swimming, then I could not push on my weakest part, which is the running, which made me all the time super tired in the whole race. so so then I discovered it's, it's important for me to have if I want to race on on the top level, to have a uh, someone that, um, that can just draft on me, or that I can draft on for the swimming. So, then uh, it was actually through when I joined Team Anval in uh, in two thousand eight. That was yes, that when that's uh, Nicolas Ramirez. He uh, he suggested that I should talk to Desiree and start racing with her. So it was through him that we got to meet. I mean, we'd always known uh, each other's names from swimming because Desiree is also a swimmer. She swam for. Uh, police and uh, uh, it's another swim club in in Stockholm. So, but then we we got to know each other. Our first race together was um, two thousand eight. Two
1: thousand
0: eighteen in, in Var. In, yeah, in Var, exactly. And that and it was uh, it was a bit nervous there, and it was like the first race that I did for for Team Anvil and and with her also. And it was and we didn't know each other very well, and we I mean mm-hmm. we traveled and and everything and and. And then it went super well, and we we won that race by a lot, I think, and um, yeah. we had a lot of fun. So since then, we discovered that we were great teammates, and we've continued racing for a while now together.
1: And it looks like you're pretty even, both in swimming and running.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are. I, I would say that now Desiree is, is actually much, much faster than me running. She's developed her running a lot, and uh, I I'm sometimes a little bit faster on the swimming yeah. so so i sh- usually i try to lead and she and she's uh she's uh swimming behind me and sometimes yeah. we swim next next to each other also but <laughs> but yeah
1: <laughs> and uh yeah you continued for like you've competed together for now the whole 2018 and 2019 season and uh, i thought we could get into your races at uh, Ötlet World Championships because uh, you did the last two years you've done the race together with Desiree. Mm-hmm. I would like to like go through. This is gonna be very nerdy, but this isn't. This is a very nerdy podcast. It it it's for okay those really into swim run <laughs> who really enjoy competing or, or watching others compete. So I've got the, this is where all the listeners would take out their map of uh, the Swedish archipelago, the Stockholm archipelago. So you start off early in the morning about six o'clock in in (laughs) Sandhund, which is uh, an island in the Stockholm archipelago and you go uh, north to south on the course. So it opens up with a a small jog into like a 1600 meter swim or something. Focusing on the last uh, last year, 2019. Uh, how was the How was the first swim for you in this race?
0: Um, I remember that very well. It was. I mean, in the start, you're always kind of nervous, and you know, I always I struggle a lot with the first run because it's always so I don't know. Everyone's so eager, and it's easy to trip there because you start on a first it's a little bit of an asphalt road, and then you get into a um, like a gravel road and then it becomes an even smaller gravel road and it just like gets you know how it is yeah. there you you just it's easy to trip and you just have to be very yeah, attentive I, of where I, you step and I so pers- on
1: personally hate to start <laughs> it's the only occasion yeah. in the sport of swim run when people actually are pushing each other <laughs>
0: I know I know but then people calm down and people get nice but 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 the start is a bit hectic sometimes but nothing compared to like an open water swimming start or I have to say or triathlon start Uh, but yeah at least then we managed to not trip and it was it was all good and um, then uh, we took um, it, it was the left side and I, I I just remember I've many times there I've, I've uh, in the past years I've tried to go for the middle and tried to follow the lead group and uh, it's very hard I've, I've many times gotten stuck in people's tethers yeah. and uh, and just too busy so we made a conscious choice to go a little bit out to the side to to be able to get a free uh, swim by ourselves so we swam there actually um, it was a small group it was me Desirée and uh, then we had also, actually, my other teammate, Par Christopherson and his teammate, Joachim Axelsson, was swimming after us. Uh, so we were in our own little group on, on the side. But I think I swam pretty straight anyways. It was just that I started from the left. And, uh, and we, we, uh, we had a good swim. It was it a was, uh, good tempo all the time. And we got up on the other side. And, and that, I think I was very happy with the, the start of that race. Actually, I'd learned from my previous years and it was, um, it was good to try and just keep out of the mess, yeah. sort of. Even if maybe we couldn't uh, benefit from, from uh, drafting on the, on the top teams, but anyway.
1: I think uh, most of the field uh, took a kind of a banana course to the right and didn't swim really straight. But, but then, then there is the benefit of being together like 50 teams in a group with that kind of drafting. Mm-hmm. But, but you took the left side and you should be out of the water in like position 20 to 30 something.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad. I, I, I don't really know what we usually are. like. But I think maybe we we could have um, been more in the top. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't, I
1: don't It's know. just the start of the race. Looking yeah. at your splits throughout the whole race, it looks like you made kind of a conservative start. But then you like past people all, all through the course.
0: Well, I think uh, one of our advantages this arena is that we are pretty good at keeping up the pace, even through the last part of the race. And, uh, in the beginning, I remember it was very slippery on the rocks. So we, we took a conscious step back there and, and tried to not fall and, and, and hurt ourselves. If you re- if you remember how I'd, it was, it had been raining the night before, so it was very very slippery on the rocks. On the, when you get up on the first island after the after the first yeah. swim, so Except especially yeah.
1: last year, it's it's also very tough terrain in the first few islands. Yeah, Do it you is. Prefer the flats or the the really rough terrain?
0: Definitely rough terrain and up and downhill. I get a bit bored when it's flat. <laughs> <laughs> So, Orna, if we get to that, you will not hear me being so positive <laughs> anymore.
1: <laughs> but I, I also I also feel that a lot of teams are, like, really rushing the first part of the of the course, and they get pretty tired. So I think in, I think your conservative start was uh, probably to your advantage. Yeah,
0: maybe in the long run. Cause, I mean, you have to think about that you're going to be out there all day. So, I mean, if you take a step back and maybe you're... A few minutes slower on those slippery rocks and you save yourself from a fall that can get you an annoying injury that you have to deal with the whole race that that might be worth it
1: also conserve some energy yeah okay so it's the long swim it's uh, over a few really rough islands and then you get on to a flatter part which is run which is gravel roads and that part you hate probably?
0: Well, that one is okay because it's it's manageable. I think that one is like seven kilometers something, so that I think it can survive. And then by that time you're also kind of fresh in the legs, but we we tried to keep a steady steady pace there. We had planned to actually take our tops off, but we were kind of cold, so we did, decided to put them on. Mm. Then just keep them on. So so we did we ran that part, and. Um, it felt okay. I think we both felt that we had an okay day there, and we just kept on going. Desiree was pacing there, and like I, I can't remember exactly what pace we held, but we tried to keep it good, like good pace, but not kill ourselves because it's still in the in the in the beginning of the of the race.
1: What do you think about the psychology there? Because when you run on the Run a lot of people, it's still early in the race. Everybody is kind of fresh. So a lot of people run fast on Runmarö like they want to on Una. Uh, what do you think about the psychology there? To like, probably you let some people pass you.
0: Yeah, it is hard. I mean, if you let some some people, some person pass you, you can let you, uh, you can easily get get down on yourself, maybe. But it is also like you say, you have to think about the whole race and. And uh, also try and stick to your race plan at this point. It it can cost you a lot if you if you um, decide to modify your race plan just to pass a team and like make some kind of sprint that make you get a lot of lactic acid. There is uh, probably not so smart.
1: And then there's a short swim over to Munke, I think. And Munkia, yeah, that that place, uh, the Munch is one of the tougher islands, I think. What's your impression of Munch? Yeah,
0: Yeah. This might sound bad, but I don't learn all the island's names by heart. I don't know why most people seem to do this, but <laughs> I don't know. I just have the the di- distances and names on my paddles, even though I'm from Stockholm. This is pretty bad. For next time, I will have to learn them. <laughs> but I think I'm pretty sure I know which island you mean. It's it's quite, it's some uphill there as well. And then, yeah, I think there you just have to keep on going. I mean, it's, it's easy when you get to the the technical stuff to slow down and you don't notice how much you slow down i think it's it's important also to try and keep up some kind of pace but that you should still be comfortable with so you don't fall and, and on the roots and uh, and the stones that you can sometimes see there
1: yeah. and for all the people who haven't done this race uh I think it's important to understand that it's not like sixty-five kilometers of running. It's just it's like half of that is flat running, but like Munkia, it's uh, you can almost not run there. You have like to, like jump over trees, and uh, it's just it's it's a mess. It's not a, it's not even runnable. <laughs>
0: it's a it's an exciting mess. It's what makes the so, swim run fun. That it's you come to some places like that. Also, thing. it's a little bit of an adventure. You just have to grind on the gravel roads
1: and then there are a few longer swims there Uh, i suppose that's your strength
0: yeah i like when there are some longer swims it's it's always nice on the uh, till other kind of rare also
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, over Shekhar and uh, on to nemda which is also very runnable yeah then you get down to solvik where you get to see all the other teams as you to pass
0: yeah that is um that is mentally quite tough it's a it's a little you have to run down and up to the energy station it's and it's quite it's a few hundred meters so you're always scared mm. that you're going to see some team really close there because then i think we there we didn't see anyone so we we're very we quite comfortable already <laughs> but uh, but yeah but you never i mean even though we were yeah. in the lead a lot like we're never comfortable like you you know um, you know that in swimrun everything can happen. It could be a team that has saved everything for for the end, or it could happen us something that make a struggle and lose a lot of time. And it, like you never know what's going to happen. So that's what at least Desiree and I do in in all the races. We we keep on pushing as much as we can and and go through with our race no matter what. If we are leading a lot or not. So it's I think it's. It's important to have that in mind when you do swimmer. Like, it's so long races, so you never know what's, what's going to happen.
1: Uh, you ended up finishing 22 minutes before Susie Munan and Anna Hellström. So uh, you were in the lead all of the, the whole race, I think. Yeah, I think so. But uh, I think so. at that point, like, I mean, you weren't really threatened for the win. Uh, at that point, are you like racing against men's teams or mixed teams or are you just doing your own thing?
0: Yeah, sometimes like now there we had we were among a few men's teams, and I mean if it, there's a men's team in the in the end or like that we are really close to, we always try and 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 uh, and go for to beat them. So of course, yeah, we we always try and compete with everyone.
1: And uh, just a side note that that would be me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's more fun. I don't know what do you yeah. th- feel about that. Do you compete <laughs> with mixed teams and women's teams also? <laughs> I compete with everyone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fun with swimborne, because it is kind of like that. Because many people, many things are just equal for everyone. Like everyone is tired at the end of Urna. Everyone has to deal with the same waves, the same, uh, the same rough uh, forest and everything. So it's 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 a sport that is quite equal. Yeah. Anyhow.
1: And. Uh... We, we can't talk about every section but uh, then eventually you, you get on to Una and that's uh, you wanted to talk about that but that because that's probably your favorite part, the Una run.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no what I when I think about Attila I think in my mind it's three hurdles to get over. The first one is uh, um is it Namda it's called the first one that you it run on? Una. Yeah, Run Mara, and then you come to Namda, and then and then Urna. So these three, there's like what, two, first two like eight kilometers runs, and then it's the Urna one that is twenty one kilometers. So I'm like, so okay, you have done the first eight kilometers, great. So that that went well, and then the second one of the eight kilometers, and then is the third one is the is the Urna. So those are my my three toughest mental things to get over in the race, how I see it in my mind, and. Uh, I mean, now it went okay. I mean, the both times that I've raced with the Sria, she's always been very, very strong on on Urna, and uh, this time I think we managed to run the whole thing without walking uh, in any uphill. Mm. I mean, when I raced my my first years, we always walked in some of the uphills there in the on the on the road, but um, but yeah, we kept we kept going, and then. Always, when we, we get to the church, there we had our whole uh, cheering squad of, of uh, um, my family and the Theres family and uh, and uh, a bunch of people that, that came came out to cheer us on. They were they were there, and then that gave us so much energy. So it's always nice to to know that that is coming. So that would be kind of the middle point of that mental hurdle, and then you just keep on going after that.
1: Yeah, the church is about a little more than halfway over Una, and the whole Una run is like 17 Ks. And it's, it starts off with a little bit of rough terrain, but then it's just uh, asphalt and gravel until you get down to the southern part of Una. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, like tough terrain for about a K or two there. And what what's the feeling when you get on to Ingsholmen on the southern part of una and you, you you kind of uh, you're re- really fatigued and you you see the water,
0: oh, it's so nice. I mean I just i remember i mean it's always nice to 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 get there. I just remember the the first time I actually did that the the urna party was with Par, mm. and we were just like. I remember I'm just <laughs> screaming down that little hill. It's like, oh, now I'm finally coming to my element, and it was just so nice to get to to jump in the water there. It's probably the nicest jump in the water I ever make is that one after Urna.
1: And that last, uh, yeah. the the islands, uh, the small islands or islets between Urna and Ute, That's kind of it's an action-packed finish to the race because uh, it's like. Up and down, short swims, and uh, probably you have some teams around you, and you kind of s- start feeling the nerve that you're almost sprint. It's a long sprint, but it's it's you're almost sprinting for the finish. Yeah. And uh, that's usually where y- me and Thomas and you and Desiree battle it out. That just to get the record <laughs> straight here, 2018, uh, we did pass you on the mark long barreling or something but then last year you got the revenge because you you passed us pretty much the same place so
0: <laughs> <laughs> i guess i guess the next year we will we will have to see if who really yeah, wins yeah. No, i'm just kidding i think uh, 2018
1: it was perfect conditions so you can't really compare the times 2019 it was uh, we had a, a bit of a headwind so i think that. Uh, a lot of teams made a better effort, or but still got a. They didn't get a personal best or anything. Uh, I think you would uh, uh, you would probably have gotten the course record if you would have like prime conditions last year.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, you can you can speculate all you want, but I mean, what the conditions are on race day is what you get. So, so uh, you just have to deal with it. But but yeah. And, I, and like you say, those those last few islands, I, ca- I kind of like that because then, I mean, in my mind, the race is almost over, and it's just some fun swims left. It's uh, because then I've gotten over my three hurdles there and made the final big one in in Urna, and um, and then yeah, I think I think those last ones are usually quite fun, and you know you're close to the finish, so we usually always get some extra energy there f- for some reason. It's like it it it's it almost always happens to me for some reason that when I know in my mind that it's almost done some, some, somehow some extra energy just comes to me. And, uh, I feel like it, the same thing happens to Desiree. I don't know why it must be. I think that's a sign also that it's so much about your mental capacity and what you're thinking. Like just because you're thinking that you're almost there, somehow you get more physical energy in, in your body.
1: And then there's, the just a three-kilometer run on Uta, which is—it feels more like it's—it's it's endless, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I agree. That one is quite <laughs> tough as well. <laughs> and the and the little hill oh, there, yeah. and, and you get to the finish line. What's your
1: What's your favorite part of this whole course?
0: Oh, that's that's. Uh... I, I kind of like the the one that they call the the pig swim oh, yeah. because it's uh, it's it's always like something happening there like everyone's talking about it mm-hmm. and it's it's always a little choppy and it's it's uh, it's, it's it's an exciting part of the race and I, I really like that one and uh of course I mean I I like all the swims the most and uh I also like when it's a little bit rough and and, and the I mean, those first islands—it's—it's it's a challenge with the slippery rocks mm. and and the and the trail running. I, I like those parts the most.
1: Okay, the the pig swim—it's uh, uh, a fourteen hundred meter swim between Mutterklob and Kvinnholmen, and it's uh, famous for being—it's uh, a bit exposed. So, if if there is a bit of a wind, there's gonna be uh, some swells there. Just uh, for everybody who doesn't know the the course by their strange names like the pigs. Yeah,
0: I guess it comes from, it's like directly translated from Swedish because in Swedish we say when something is like sloppy, we say it's like piggy, (laughs) like (laughs) grisigt. So so that's why it's called like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's that about uh, the Ötelä World Championships course you're not sure right if you're going back there for for 2020 this year
0: no i haven't really exactly decided yet we will, we, will, we will see about that i i i we we have to talk about that with Desiree also i mean i think i'm sure all the corona things will be done by that so won't, wouldn't be a risk without that but i, I mean i'm mm. i've done it five times now and now i finally also want it <laughs> so uh, I mean, it, it is not to be honest. It's not my favorite swim run because it's it's very little swimming compared to running, and but it is also everything around it is so cool. The experience to to go you go to to um, Urunasat an and you sleep over there and you're with everyone and it's it's just. In terms of the surroundings and the aura around the race, is the most epic race I've, I've ever done. But the the actual course is is tough for for me. If I, it's, it's tough
1: for everyone. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> of course, it's tough for everyone. But I mean, if you compare it to a course that has more more swimming, for example, mm-hmm. I like that more personally. But uh, but yeah, um, we'll we'll I'm see. Not sure I understand. Oh shit, <laughs> my my Apple Watch was talking to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just funny. Who is that? <laughs> About your uh, times at, at the World Championships. Uh, like in two thousand eight, we had prime conditions, and you did nine hours, zero minutes, and fifteen very short seconds. That was me. That must be frustrating. <laughs> that
0: was so annoying. <laughs> yes, it was and very then, frustrating. And uh, then
1: the year after that, two thousand nineteen. As we already talked about, there was a headwind, so you were like five minutes uh, slower. But uh, in reality, you were faster. Just with the head headwind, that's what happens. And the course record, I don't know if you have, if you know this. It's eight fifty six, set by Christine Larson and Annika Eriksson, two thousand eighteen, during prime conditions. Then.
0: Yeah, and we I know that very well. That we we tried to beat it in the in the end because I mean we knew we were leading, but then I, this was mm. this was mostly Desiree that wanted to try and beat it at the end. But of course, I like when she she like talked me into it, I was like let's let's try and do it. I was struggling. I was I was very tired at the end of Orna. As you can imagine, but she was had a lot of energy. So I was like, "Let's let's do it. Let's try and take the record." And, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, let's do it." And then and she took out the the tether, then and she pulled me in the running, and uh, we tried. We like made our best effort, and uh, and I tried to push on the last swims. And then I think we got to to the last three kilometer run, and uh, then uh, I think we had eleven minutes to run that or something. I mean, I mean, if you do the calculation, it's kind of tough to run three kilometers in 11 minutes at the end of that race. So, I, I was like, Desiree, I don't think we're going to make it. Desiree was like, yes, we can do it. We can
1: do uh, it. She's a, such a positive <laughs> person. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> and then, so then we, we know it was a bit far. But, but yeah, but we tried. We tried our best. Mm. Or, yeah.
1: By accident, I met Christine Larsen yesterday, and she looks to be in uh, pretty good shape. She she won won a race, uh, like a trail running race, right yesterday. So, I, and she I also heard that uh, she's sw- swimming a lot at the Exlandsbodet and everything. So, I, I think she's uh, heading for a comeback, maybe. <laughs>
0: Uh oh, that would be exciting. I mean, her and Annika, they're they're superb athletes, and uh, we we respect them so much. And it it it's it's great if they come back and, and and race next year also. I would like to
1: see you go head head to head against her and someone maybe Annika, because uh, you you are like stronger swimmers. You're gonna pass them in the swims, but Christine is like crazy fast in the trail running. So that becomes kind of an interesting dynamic there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting for the all the spectators. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure.
1: And uh, about uh, fellow competitors, uh, you've won almost every race the last two years, except for uh, Cannes 2019 last year, when Ulrika Eriksson and Helena Sivetsson of ARK Swimrun, uh, they took the win and you were probably fighting against them through much of the race were you?
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, it was uh mostly because of me because I had a really rough day that day and and oh. the Syria pretty much just uh, dragged me around in the rope the whole the whole course <laughs> and, and being as positive as always. But uh but yeah, it was uh it was tough and uh, and of course they were they were they're great athletes as well and then they they just passed us and and they won the race, and no, there's, I think, nothing more to say about that. We we got beaten, and uh, I mean, it keeps it interesting sometimes. Also, we I I I like that it's coming more women's teams. We need some more competition in uh, in in the World Series races and, and all swimmer races also. But I think more and more, it's it's the competition in the in the women's categories is increasing as well.
1: Yeah. I think uh, Ulrike Eriksson and Helena Severtzson they could challenge the uh, course record as we spoke of earlier. I, I think they're at that level. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I think so too. They are, they're super strong. And
1: people like uh, Charlotte Eriksson also, I think, could break the record with someone. Absolutely. Let's talk about your, uh, the last race you did. There was uh, Catalina in the US.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm so grateful and happy that we actually got to do a race this year already. Now that we are confined in our apartments and cannot do much because of the coronavirus, virus. Mm. So uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a great course. And I think, you know, that is one of my favorite swimmers now because I really like the place, the, the Catalina Island outside of Los Angeles. It's, I mean, although it's far away, it's, it's quite easy to get there. It's one flight and then you take the ferry out of the island and it's, it's, it was not so bad. And, um, then the course is challenging. It's, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of up and down, a lot of, a lot of uphill and very steep up both uphill and downhill and, uh, beautiful swims in super clear waters with very different, um, fauna i would say in the in the water like very impressive uh and seagrass that you could see and it was full of the um i know i cannot remember this the name of the fish but it's like an orange fish that's a natural national fish of california and and a bunch of a uh, bunch of other things that you see it's, it's beautiful really different place and and yeah the, the race was fun we uh I think we when you when you go into a new completely new place like that also we and the um, if you look at the starting field it was mostly Americans and uh, I mean America has a bunch of super fast triathletes and really really impressive athletes so so we had really no idea when we went into the competition how it, it was going to be so we were quite nervous actually and uh, you know coming in as the world champions is always little bit of a pressure to 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 hold on to your your title or whatever you say but also very very fun that uh, there are so many people in the U.S. that are um, that are getting into the sport and and fun that we were able to go and 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 uh, to race with them and um, yeah so we I mean we we did as best as we could and we both had a really good day Desiree and I and, and we were strong and we just kept going and and um, then uh, there was not so many women's teams close by us, so we 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 started to have a fight with the mixed teams and uh, and uh, tried to like at the end of the course we tried to make sure we beat all the mixed teams and so on and and yeah it was it, it was um, it was a really fun day amazing course I
1: heard a comment from uh, maybe Frederick Axegård or Oscar Olson that they when looking at the field they saw some people that were probably faster than them like in reality but uh, or like physical capacity but uh, still uh, they were not with the lead teams because uh, it's it's kind of you have to get to know the sport and you have to be efficient in the transitions and so on was that a case also with the women
0: yeah i think so i mean there were a bunch of uh, strong ladies on the starting line that had been very high up in different other sports like like triathlon iron man and and so on and uh, yeah, but I think it takes a while until you get used to. I mean, if you're a triathlete, you're probably used to to running flat, and that is yeah. the opposite of what swimming is. So that takes a while to get used to. But then also uh, the transitions. There are two things that you you need to keep in mind that actually you you gain with experience is both the the whole equipment thing and the getting all of that in order for every transition. And then also the fact that your body is going from vertical to horizontal several times and that that can take some time getting used to just simply physically.
1: Uh, And also uh, still uh, a lot of the top teams are from Sweden. Uh, We have to keep in mind that uh, Swedish athletes have been, a lot of them have been training specifically for a swim run for the last few, like, five years or something. Swimming with paddles, uh, r- trail running. What do you think? Uh, w- do we have an advantage, like, with specificity, with training?
0: Yeah, I mean, as with anything, like, we started earlier, so so we have an advantage. Like, the sport come from, the, from Sweden, from our country, so we are a little bit ahead, but I think it won't be... It won't be long before the the Americans come along because I mean they always they already have a bunch of resources and people that are, are leading the the field there. With I mean, for example, we met now the the these guys, the Low Tide Boys. They're starting up uh, like a resource center there for swim run and and the, there's also the the girls we met from Swim Run Labs. They also they're also building uh, something like that over there. So so it's. It's uh, fun to see that people are actually taking the sport to heart and and really really try to make something out of it in in uh, in the United States uh, uh, as well. So it's it's really fun. Yeah, it's
1: just beginning in the U.S. And uh, by the way, about uh, the Catalina uh, podium team, Anval took like a, a clean sweep there in all categories. Can you talk a bit about what this Anval thing is?
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, Anval is the largest swimrun uh, team in the in the world and uh, it was started by Nicolas Ramirez and uh, he's a very experienced swimrunner and swimrun coach and um, I was on the team all through last year but and and uh, 2018 and uh, but now I actually stepped out to be able to represent uh, wild swimrun so we were competing uh, Desiree and I under a under a joint swimmer name as wild animal because of that I mean I'm we're still, we're still collaborating close with them, and they're a great bunch of people. And uh, I really respect what uh, Nicholas has built up, and now Anvol is in. A bunch of different countries, and and he has representation, a huge representation in the U.S. as well. And it's it's really exciting to see that uh, how fast it's uh, it's developed, and uh, and you see Anvil everywhere around the world now.
1: Yeah, we should make a special mention of Nicolas Ramirez, who has done so much for the sport. He's from, originally from France, but uh, now living in Stockholm. And uh, he uh, finally got to win a competition, which was uh, <laughs> a few years back. Yeah. <laughs> before that, but uh, I mean, the the men's field it's, it's usually a very tough competition, and uh, now he actually managed to win over Filip Axegord and people like that. So, big ups to him! he's really worked for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You should interview him also in this in your podcast. Oh, yeah, he should, probably should. have a lot of uh, a lot of good tips to to give to all the swimmer and athletes. Yeah.
1: Nowadays, you live in Spain, in Barcelona, is
0: yes, yes, exactly. in
1: Barcelona. Yeah, and uh, could you talk a bit about the Spanish swim run scene?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, here. It's uh, it's been around for five, six years. The sport, and uh, it's uh, I think this year, it's it's every year it's getting bigger, and, and we see more more races coming along. And now, uh, since last year head uh, has actually started a, a swim run series that you can participate in it's now this year it's uh, eight different races and it's um it's starting with the Costa Brava swim run which, which I've done this swim run for four years now and it's 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 a beautiful course along the the coast above Barcelona and then and uh, there's a an event um a company that usually does open water races is called Marnaton. And they have two different swimruns also here in uh, Catalonia. And uh, then there is now a swimrun in Madrid. There is a swimrun um, that's called Epic Landes. That's a merit race in, uh, up in the north of Spain. And um, there, I- there are a few races in the, the Canary Islands as well. Uh, so it's it's I mean it's it, there are 10 15 races in the country now and um it's it's growing every year so it's it's fun to see and and the, the we have a group here in in Catalonia that is uh, also p- p- uh, some two pioneers here is the France- Francesc uh, de Genusa that uh, Nicolas competed with in Catalina and uh, uh Santi Pelejero. they are Pioneers in swimming here in Spain also, and helping organize trainings and um, and leading uh, training groups and, and so on. I would say so, it's a, it's a bit of a following coming along as well. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it, many people are starting to get interested in, in the sport, but it's not mm. yet as known as in Sweden, for example.
1: And the most competitive uh, races would be Costa Brava and maybe Epic Landes, at least if I'm looking at the TSR ranking
0: yeah I think so.
1: yeah okay. So uh, also, uh, you together with Maria Roman, you're you have this uh, uh, wild swim run, which you mentioned earlier. Could you talk a bit about that because you're or- organizing training camps, aren't you?
0: yeah, we we do that uh, among other things. so so wild swim run is uh, is now, and we started I started that with uh, Maria. Uh, two years ago, because we, uh, we thought that, uh, we wanted to try and make an effort to get more women and especially young women into swim run because, uh, although swim run is an equal sport in, uh, many, many endurance racing, it's much less women than, than men. And I think in general, it's about 20, 30% women that, that start. So what we want to do with wild swim run is to, to create a, a fun environment where, where people can, or w- women can get into the sport because we think also swimrun has given both I mean me and Maria thinks that it has given us so much in our lives so we want to show that to other people and um, what you really can get out of the sport because swimrun I mean any sport really helps with other things in life but swimrun especially because you also get the nature and adventure part of it and 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 you get to be connected in this amazing community so up until now, what we do, we have the um the wild community that you can follow on on uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And then uh, we have the the wild Club where you can be a member and you get training inspiration, team clothes and and discounts from our partners. And uh, then we also have uh, the um, team wild where we have people or teams competing at at different uh, swimrun competitions for us. And we try to. Also, through all this, we are also collecting, um, and we are also trying to get more women into the sport through our Wild Youth initiative. Where we, uh, some things that we have done is, for example, we have had a scholarship for our camp where where young teams between 15 and 20 could apply, and then they got to come to the um, camp for free. And uh, we're also facilitating for young uh, women's teams to to compete in uh, in uh, different sprint uh, competitions throughout the years. So so yeah, that's that's a little bit what it's what it's all about.
1: That sounds like some good work. And this is where we should mention that I actually I've compiled the list of the the races which have the most female participants, and that's. Uh, Preka Bay of Islands uh, in New Zealand, that's the one with the most women and then after that it's two times U Island Challenge in Sweden and then there's the uh, Swim Run North Carolina in in the US. So big big ups to those guys who've been, uh, who were able to attract a lot of women to their races. We need to see more of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's that's great. Thanks for the that statistics. I guess you can check that on on swimrun watch. No. Yes, uh-huh.
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great.
1: During this uh, your swim run season, do you have any support from any brands?
0: Yeah, I uh, I race with uh, head uh, head swimming wetsuits and, and material, and they have always been a great help and and support to me. And then uh, both from, with myself and wild swimmer, and our, our main partner is uh, Vivo Barefoot. Which, uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's a it's a shoe that allows you to move your feet freely. So you can use those shoes just to walk around, and uh, and you will see that you develop much more strength in uh, in all of your your feet muscles that will help your posture and everything. And uh, then we also work with. Um, go coco sportswear and uh, i'm probably forgetting someone
1: <laughs> check out the minimalist shoes from vivo they're pretty good for just uh, casual wear too and uh does head have anything uh, new for the season like a new swim run suit
0: yeah they they're coming out uh, with a uh it's, it's like a new version of the my boost wetsuit that's a a little, more, a little more mix between the MyBoost and the, and the Aero. Oh, that's what we need. And then, yeah. And then a bunch. They're also coming out with a new open water wetsuit line. I, I tested one of the... Uh, one of those wetsuits the the pure is going to be called i think that's that that is really nice so i'm looking forward to see that production line done as well
1: that's interesting there's so many developments in gear still in swimrun that's uh, so interesting to see every season what what kind of new uh, wetsuits are coming out
0: yeah, it's exciting that many brands are, are jumping on the opportunity around the sport as well. I mean, there's there are many great brands out there now. And, uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's really fun to see.
1: So uh, I want to thank you for doing this interview. It was very interesting to get your insights into the sport. And uh, I wish you a prosperous swim run season if you're allowed to race. We, we'll, we'll see about the coronavirus, but hopefully.
0: Yeah, I, I really hope that we we will all see a swim run season. But if not, the sport is always here, and I think we as as athletes we can always encourage each other no matter what happens. And we know that I don't know if it's one month or two months or five months, we will come back and we will swim and run and and swim run and and do everything that we love so- sooner or later. Thank you so much.